Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Fashion Photography Podcast. My name is Virginia Yanchev and I'm a fashion and advertising photographer based in Europe. Along with my partner George, we decided to make this podcast for you. The Fashion Photography Podcast is a show where we talk about fashion photography by meeting the top fashion photography related professionals like photographers, stylists, makeup artists and even models from all over the world. They are revealing tips and tricks how to spark your creativity and jumpstart your career. I'm very excited to tell you that our Facebook group is already online. It's closed group, so you have to request your participation in it. It's called The Fashion Photography Podcast. Yeah, that easy. And we'd love to have you there too. Also, another highlight is that in the end of this podcast, there'll be a great giveaway and I'm sure it's going to be very interesting. It's a huge one and I'm sure it's going to help you a lot in your career. It's very easy to be part of it. So just listen till the end and you'll find out what's the giveaway and how to participate. Well, I said a lot of things and I think it's time to announce our first guest. He's one of my most favorite photographers these days. And I must admit that I was very happy when he said yes to this interview. Today we are going to hear what we should do when the clients ask us to copy someone else's work. What to do when you want a sunny photo but all you have is just a bad weather. And also something very important, how to challenge yourself. Say hello to Henrik Adamson. Give our listener a little overview. Tell us about your personality because we want to get to know you and your business. Hmm. An overview of my personality. Yeah, something about you, maybe something interesting or something that you might think that is interesting about you. Uh, for example, how, how you started your photography career. I was through pretty much everything that you can get through. I started out as a retoucher in the early 90s. It turned into art direction slowly and uh, worked in ad agencies. And from there, I started shooting some pictures and portrait just for fun. And that turned into jobs at the ad agency. And all of a sudden, I found myself shooting tests in the evening uh, for modeling agencies. And that also quickly turned into jobs for me. And at some point, I had to make a decision. Do, did I want to be an art director or did I want to be a photographer? And I found out that I just didn't want to. I, I wanted to work for myself now, I guess. And that's pretty much how I started. Okay. Do you still retouch your photos? This is very interesting because our uh, previous guests, they were mostly into photography. Yeah. I, well, as I said, I started retouching. So I guess that would be a no. <laughs> um, no, I grew tired of retouching. I guess I kind of developed a style around not retouching too much. Um, a lot of the pictures that you see of mine are either retouched very little or not at all. And then, of course, I have some beauty shots that are retouched just as you would with beauty shots. And, and also some fashion shots. But, uh, and, and for that, I have a retoucher. I do retouch sometimes, but it's, it's more out of necessity than, than actually wanting to retouch. I like still, though, to have control over my colors. So I do all the colors, and then I, the retouching that I get done is mainly skin work, stuff like that. Well, I suppose it also means that you have uh, some kind of uh, really good makeup artists around you. Yes. Well, actually, some of the shots that I have on my page are 
with neither a makeup artist or a retoucher. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can we owe that to light. I don't know. <laughs> I shoot a lot in daylight. That's by far my favorite light source is sunlight. And yes, I also do have some good makeup artists. I like to get makeup artists on who are really good at, at seeing what's good for the model, not just seeing what's good for themselves. Some makeup artists, I feel, have a tendency to just to show off more than be a team player, I guess. And the ones that I usually work with are very much team players. It's it's like playing at a band, I suppose, where everyone puts a little into it and something good comes out. Well, I suppose right now the the biggest part of our audience is, I think, young people starting mm-hmm. this photography job. Uh-huh. And talking about team with you, I was wondering how did you manage to surround yourself by so good people at their work? Well, I guess it's it's part luck as well. The makeup artist that I have worked with for the longest time, I started out with, actually. That was one of the first makeup artists I ever worked with. We started out at pretty much the same time. And we still work together. We work together for about 10 or 11 years now. She is probably one of the uh, the most used makeup artists in Denmark at the moment. Of course, we've become very good friends as well, which really helps. For me, it's not just about being really good at what you do. It's also about having good relations with the people that you work with. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you're a complete asshole to work with, nobody wants to be with you. And that, so it doesn't help being an artist with your head so far up your own ass that you can't work with anyone. It's so much about team play and actually, you know, just having fun together. Um, well, for me anyway. Well, that was a really nice answer. And thank you for that. I think you can help with this to these young people listening to us. Uh, because from my career, I, I also think just like you, it's very important to be fun around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was wondering if you have a success quad. Well, there are probably two things, actually. But one of the things, it's it's such a cliche in a way, but to do exactly what you feel like doing instead of what others feel that you should do. Because in fashion or around fashion photography, I think a lot of people just think it's really cool to be a fashion photographer and they want to be a fashion photographer even though maybe it's not really what they want to do or maybe that they do they pick a style that's not really them so i think one of my advices or my pieces of advice would be to do something that you just feel good about Because in developing your own style, you um, you stick to that for so long and it slowly develops. If you sort of take too many detours around other styles and trying out too many other things, it's it's sort of it, it's nice sometimes because you get a different perspective. But it's quickly from again, from my perspective, come back to your own style. I think it's really important to stay true to your own taste. Even though some people might not like it right now, if you're good at what you do, they, they will come around to it and, and see that you do good work instead of just trying to make it look like anyone else, I think. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we 
we do what we like and sometimes there is a failure. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, can you share with us one of your failures and uh, <laughs> tell us what you've learned from it? I don't know if it's, I, I, I honestly, I don't consider much of what I do a failure more as much as maybe something that I just learned from. So I'm, I'm not sure or, or that, or I'm really good at just putting it behind me and I forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that, that sort of links to what I just said. When you start out as a photographer, People will hire you because sometimes, well, the honest truth is that sometimes it's because you're cheap. And then they will come to you with shots from another shoot. Um, like, for example, something they found in Vogue or, and, you know, an ad or whatever. And they will say, we want it to look exactly like that. <laughs> and, oh my God, it happens so many times when you start out. And you will eventually, you will probably say, yeah, okay, well, let's do that. And if you're really good at what you do, or if you're really lucky, you will actually hit that and make it look like it. And to such an extent that you, you just ripped off something. And that's the most irritating feeling you can ever imagine as a photographer anyway that it feels like oh my god i just ripped off something i can never show that to anyone and that happened a couple of times in the first couple of years when when i when i started uh, shooting it was a horrible feeling because i just i listened too much to the client and what they wanted and too little to what i did uh, or i wanted to do i just pushed on and kept working with other other clients and, and they came up to me and said, well, we want something like this. You'll, you'll say, well, we can do something like that, but in my style or the way I like to shoot it, or I can sort of put my spin on this and mix it up with other things. Uh, it's, you know, the, the whole just shooting something that looks exactly like is, is just, you know, it's not, it's not a satisfying thing. Yeah. You being there, that's that's different. Yeah. Um, we're talking about a failure, but I'm sure there was probably a moment or a time that you felt that your career is turning into success. Yeah. Was there a specific moment? Can you share it with us? I don't know if I felt like there was a specific time where it was a success. I can quite clearly remember the exact moment when I found my style or what I wanted to do on a rooftop in central London shooting an editorial or it was actually it was a test that turned into an editorial and I, I was in the middle of I think the second set and I just remember I looked at the makeup artist Monica that I always work with uh, or often work with. And the stylist and we just looked at each other and, and we said, wow, this is what we want to do. And it was kind of it was weird because it, we can still we talk about it fairly often. That moment where it, it sort of happened and maybe not as much for them. But I guess I, I guess there was also something in there for them. But it was just it was a very defining moment for me anyway. The success I guess it's like one of the first times where you where you travel somewhere, somewhere far away and you shoot something and it's just it just turns out really awesome or something. I remember 
standing on a rooftop shooting down into a pool in Beverly Hills, that was pretty awesome. I don't know if I can, I sort of thought of it as a as a success, not when I was shooting it anyway. Always feels a bit special when you travel far away to a cool location. It always feels a bit more special, I guess. Have you ever considered to go somewhere else, to live there and chew there? When you're in Copenhagen, which is an insanely small place for a photographer, especially when you do fashion, or whatever it is that I do. You hear a lot of photographers saying, yeah, I'm gonna go to New York and, you know, I'm gonna try making it there. And you can't help thinking, because I also want to go to Paris or to London. And I remember when I was working in an ad agency in London, having other Danish photographers come up to the office where I worked and say, hey, do you have work for me? Because It's really, really difficult to find work because you're just one among thousands there. And I guess I found it easier to, when I then became a photographer, it was easier for me to become, I wouldn't say famous or known, well-known, but I, I guess it was easier for me to find my place or position here in Copenhagen than it would probably been in New York. Having said that, it would be awesome to be in New York because there's so much more to choose from, like clothing and models and, and all that. But, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm doing pretty well here. Unhappy being here. And if I want to shoot something different, it's, you know, Europe is a small place. So you can just go to Paris or to London and shoot there. It's always nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's a really nice conversation. You can talk to me so much and I feel like I can understand everything that you say. I mean, it's different when you feel it and when you experience it and when you just listen to someone. It feels like I'm experiencing it right now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, so what's the thing that excites you right now? The thing that most inspires you? I guess because I'm an old guy and the, the older I get, the more I'm into less make-believe and more realism. Maybe that's also why I'm retouching myself anyway, retouching less and less and making it more and more real. I shoot portrait sessions where it's just me and the model because it just feels real. For some reason right now, I just I'm very much into that that whole just playing with, you know, expressions and just having, it, it's, it's actually just as much as it is fashion, I suppose. It's a very much a portrait in a way. And it's, it's I don't know, right now it, it does something for me. It's something that varies from time to time. I've also started thinking a lot about like more a lot more fashion than I'm shooting right now. It's it's very simple and very classic what I shoot and I'd like to make it a bit crazier sometime. Wow, that's really different. I don't know. It's <laughs> I get inspired by so many things also. It's it's uh films that I see, music that I listen to. Um I don't know if it sounds ridiculous, but I'm also very much inspired by myself, not because I think that I'm an awesome photographer, not at all. In fact, quite the opposite, probably. And that is probably what inspires me so much that I think that there is so much still for me to learn 
that I'm inspired by the whole development of myself, that I can see things where I want to improve or like not technical. It hasn't, it, photography has never been very technical for me. I've always had a very simplistic approach, but it's, you know, it's very, I don't know. It's, I, I, I just, I guess I get inspired by wanting to be better. Do you think there was a moment uh, that there was something that was holding you back before? Well, I guess there's a lot of things in fashion photography in general that holds you back. There's certainly a lot of people that will try to hold you back in one way or another. I guess you, you know that yourself as a photographer, but yeah. there will always be people that you will contact like agencies or, or magazines and you will contact them and they won't say you're not good because what if they made the mistake of saying that somebody wasn't good that then turned out to be awesome in, in, like in a few years. It's like the guy who turned down Beatles. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? You know, so it's it's not comparing myself to Beatles, by the way. But, but you know, it's the whole idea of, I think, a lot of people in the fashion industry, I have to be careful what I'm saying now, but, but a lot of people in the fashion industry, I think, are too insecure about themselves and they don't really know what or whom they're saying yes and no to. So a lot of people are just, they're careful and and not wanting to let too many people into the fold or something like that. I don't know what's going on there, but a lot of people will be difficult to work with to begin with. And it's going to take some time. And it's, I, I have a friend uh, who started shooting like two or three years ago. She's having so much trouble just getting into the agencies and getting them to give her the models that she really wants to shoot with and stuff like that feels like somebody's holding you back a lot that's difficult to get through but yeah that's i guess the industry do you think there is a difference between uh, the acceptance of female and male photographers not really no not really i think that well not here they're just i i know i know quite a lot of female fashion photographers And they make really good stuff. Maybe you being a girl, it feels a lot different from your perspective. I don't think it makes a huge difference, at least not here in Denmark. Do you remember the most difficult photo shoot you've ever had? I've had some pretty weird ones. <laughs> I had a really big client. Um, we traveled to another country, like a very warm country, rented a huge villa um very architecturally beautiful villa and we were supposed to shoot there and well we did shoot there but the minute we landed or actually about 10 minutes after we landed it started raining and we were there to shoot summer pictures and it didn't stop until right around the time where we got back on the plane to fly back home That was really difficult, and that's just one of the things that happen when you shoot fashion. I don't know, sometimes the the weather gods are just against you. And at the same time, I was shooting with probably in my 10 years as a photographer, the one out of probably five models who were difficult to work with. And yeah, because I literally have only had about five models who I thought were really difficult to work with. Everyone else has been really lovely, but this one was just particularly crazy or something. I don't know. That was just, it was not a good experience. But at the same time, it's one of those things that 
I think I touched on before in in failure that it's one of those things where you just learn a lot about yourself and how to tackle situations and not making the client panic, even though it's a pretty hopeless situation uh, of not having any sunlight and just coping with rain when you're shooting summer pictures and stuff like that and terrible models and whatever. Or maybe it's because I'm a decidedly positive person and I I always find something positive in, in any situation. Yeah, you cannot be such a big professional when the weather is against you. No, you it's... should be a bit <laughs> yeah, positive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You kind of have to because the client will always be like, oh my God, this is not going to work. And yeah, so you have to do something. Yeah. But Especially it, um, when you have no choice, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, they they spend a lot of money on it. You might as well just try and yeah. make it work. There's no point in just sitting down and giving up. There's a good lesson in there, I suppose, that I've used a lot since. That you learn to use the difficulties and, and turn it to something creative. Maybe uh, doesn't happen always, but it's fun to play with. Like sort of, I've, I've talked about this often about painting yourself into a corner creatively, but I guess we can we can touch on that subject at, at a later time. You're giving our listeners some really good advices. What's the best advice you've ever received? I can't remember who said that. It was something about not listening too much to advice <laughs> because it's free and therefore it's crap. Uh, so sometimes you get some advice and you, it just doesn't fit you. But I think it was an art director who's, who taught me this way of, of working that I've used a lot in the later years. I still go back to a lot when I shoot. It's actually what I was just touching upon, the, the painting yourself into a corner, I call it creatively, where you, you know this sort of cartoon character who's painting a floor. Yeah. And and you paint and you paint and you paint and all of a sudden you find yourself in a corner and you've painted the floor and you can't move anywhere. And I've used that metaphor in my head a lot when sometimes I set up a shoot and I limit myself deliberately. I limit myself to something either because there is an obstacle in the way that will not get out of the way and you have to shoot around it. Like, for example, I was in Paris. We were about to set up a night shoot. Um, like starting around 10 o'clock in the evening. I don't know what I had imagined, but in Paris you can't shoot with a lot of lights because then you need tons of permissions because as soon as you use a tripod or a stand for lights or something like that, it's considered a professional shoot. Yeah. So I thought, okay, so we can't bring lights out. So I took a stroll with Kawa, my uh, stylist for that evening, while they were doing makeup, we were just, we walked outside the apartment where they did the makeup and walked around on the street. And I thought, hmm, the street lamps are nice. Why don't we find the brightest street lamps in Paris and shoot with only available light? So only I used, I did a whole shoot where I set up that rule that the only light I could use came from street lamps. And that was really interesting. That's actually two of my favorite pictures are shot and just handheld in street light. It makes for some really shaky pictures, but that also gives a lot of atmosphere. That was really fun to play with. Then later on, I did a campaign. I was in the cinema with a friend of mine and I started talking to her on the way home and about the fact that it would be fun to shoot somebody in a car. 
And it's sort of the idea while I was talking about it, it developed in my head that it would be fun to shoot someone in a car, but that I had to be in the car myself all the time. I couldn't stand outside the car. I had to be in the car myself because I thought that would be fun to just challenge the way that you crop a picture because it's quite tight in a car, right? So the model and I had to be in there and obviously also people who were reflecting light or whatever. So I sold the idea to a uh, to a client who did some lingerie and um, we rented a Rolls Royce. That was the biggest car we could find. It was still quite small though. But anyway, that was really, that was a fun experience. And that also turned out to be some really cool and, and quite sexy pictures. Just shooting everything like within that car and being cramped up in a corner and just trying to do the best you can with whatever you can or whatever you have there. That was a great experience as well. So that whole thing of limiting yourself is just, it's, it's a great way to, I think, develop yourself creatively. Challenges. Is it one of your top three habits? Yes, it is actually. It's one of those things that I just think is fun also because when I don't, when I can't shoot with daylight, which happens every night, <laughs> um, I have to find out something else. And sometimes I've shot with a 40 watt light bulb in a living room lamp just because I had to prove to myself that it could be done. It turned out some really, really fun and different pictures because it had so much atmosphere in it. It looked so real. And that was really fun to play with. I, I love that whole challenging myself. And, you know, it could be like physical, like the space that you shoot in, like the car, or it can be. For example, I challenged myself to shooting a lot of models in a suit, for example, or I challenged myself to a shoot where uh, the model could wear only white and it had to be on a white background and everything was sort of white and white and white. And that was, that was fun to play with. And I just find that it gives some interesting angles to something that you may or may not have seen before, but it's, it's fun to play with. It makes it more fun to be a photographer, I suppose, to to uh, to always find the fun in a shoot, even when you would normally consider it being completely void of fun. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. I challenge myself a lot. If you were twenty four years old now today, yeah. Would you challenge yourself to be a photographer or you would choose something else? That's a good question. Oh, thank you. I, <laughs> uh, yeah. Had I had that interest at that time, I think my interest has developed a lot over the years. Like it has developed from retouching into art direction, into photography. I think I had to take that journey to get where I am. Uh, maybe, maybe I could do that. It has always been something creative that I did in one way or another, but I don't know. It, it's really difficult to say. I hope I would have taken that path. Maybe I would have been even better or a lot better, hopefully, than I am now because I've been at it for that long. But it's, I don't know. It's, that's difficult to say. I also think that a lot of the stuff that I do now is because of what I've done before. Like my experience has a lot to say in what I shoot now. So I, I'm guessing and I'm hoping that experience or life experience, oh my God, I sound so old when I say that, but it's, um, <laughs> 
I think that has a lot to um, to say in my pictures. I don't know. I guess. I hope. <laughs> I was wondering, do you think that your experience as a retoucher have helped your understanding of light as a photographer? I know my question is weird, probably for some people who are not so much into retouching, because I believe those two things are very related. Yeah, well, they are. And I would have said makeup, lighting and makeup. One of the things that I found out that is that because I've worked with a lot of makeup artists, actually, but I keep coming back to the one makeup artist that I've always worked with because we know each other so well. And we know that, you know, this light goes with that makeup. And, you know, she knows that if I'm shooting with this light, she will do that because it gives like a great shine or it gives that special light for that. I guess, yes, also with retouching that it's there is something to that. To begin with, I considered retouching a way to fix the fact that I wasn't a good photographer. Yeah, I don't know that, that that's what I thought it was. And then I sort of found out at some point that I didn't need the retouching in that way. Some people would probably think differently when they see my pictures, but I sort of turned more and more away from Photoshop. A lot of my black and white pictures are from the, the program that I shoot straight to from my camera. It depends on what you mean about retouching, of course. A lot of what I do retouching-wise is not so much removing bad skin, but more curves and maybe a bit of tweaking with the colors and stuff like that. It's That's what I mainly do retouching-wise. If someone wants to start a career in your field, yeah, what are the three things that you recommend him or her to start doing from tomorrow to make it happen? Find people. First, it's like forming a band. Find people that you like and find people that have the same taste as you do or roughly the same taste as you do. Develop a good relation to these people and start working with them a lot and listen to what they like to do as well. Get under each other's skin and really work together. Then at the same time, you want to start forming relationships with modeling agencies, if fashion is what you like to do. Forming a good relationship with a modeling agency and just start to shoot everyone. It's, again, the challenges. It's the ones that maybe aren't so good to begin with that are fun to shoot because it's the whole development of them. It's a great experience to watch them develop. It's um, that's fun. And the third thing, it's, it's just as important what you don't do. Like, for example, it's not that hugely important what camera you have. People just think that to create something amazing, you have to have phase one or Hasselblad or Leica or something like that. And that's so not true. That's sort of a demand that sort of happens <laughs> later on that either you or your clients create for you. But to begin with, you can start with pretty much whatever the fuck you want. You just start shooting. That's like the main thing. Start shooting and start finding out what you like. And also, you know, it's it's good to start out with stuff that you don't have so much equipment. It's good to learn to shoot without tons of gear. I think that's a good way to learn. I share this opinion. Would you change something in your journey to become successful till now? 
No, I, <laughs> I don't think so. As I said before, I'm way too positive a person. I've probably, I don't think I've offended too many people <laughs> on my way to where I am now. And I've certainly done this the hard way because I don't owe my success to many people. I've done it by exactly what I told you before, shooting and shooting and shooting and just finding out what I liked. And then eventually I got contacted by, you know, L and, you know, other big magazines and big clients and they saw what I did and they liked it. I don't think I would have changed anything. I like the fact that I did it this way. Even though it might have taken longer than some other where they sort of, they got lucky they were in the right place at the right time. I, I might have been there as well, but at some points, but no, not in general. I, uh, I don't think I would change anything. Talking about clients, uh, can you tell us about the first client you had? That was a hair client. <laughs> they make books to instruct other hairdressers and stuff like that. And it's like L'Oreal and, you know. Mm -hmm. They make like style books. So the first client I shot was hair style books. That was just amazingly funny. The guys that I worked with there, it might not because I just started out. I really hadn't much idea about my own style and what I wanted, but it was a fun way to learn. And they were just so enthusiastic about it. And it, every day was a party, not like in drinking and, but, but <laughs> it was, it was just so much fun. And it was just a great way to start. It was a great first client for me. And I'm still good friends with the owner of that whole uh, business, uh, even though I haven't shot with them for years. They're just amazing amazingly cool people and yeah that was a good way to start and a good way to learn to get to learn other like hairdressers and and stylists and you know that was yeah that was good did you found them or they found you they found me through uh i shot a test that they really liked that's the good thing about shooting lots and lots and lots of tests you know eventually People are going to see it and they're going to say, oh, who's that photographer? Who did that? They will go, hey, we want him. And they said, uh, you know, I have to ask it if I could come and, and shoot their book. Like a, it was a four day shoot. That was, that was great fun. A long one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Well, do you remember the best photo shoot you've ever had? I mean, the most fun, the greatest people around you. Um, well, that's that's the problem with being a positive person. <laughs> so many shoots and uh, so many things that I do are just fun to do. And I always try, as I said before, to find the fun in every shoot that I do. For me, it's a whole lot of interacting with people. The model, of course, but also the people before and after the shoot. The whole teamwork is such a thrill for me. It's just fun. And also, I feel that when you have fun, it rubs off on the model. Being old or new, it just rubs on, off on the models and it gives you a much better shoot because of it. Having said that, as I said before, traveling to some remote location and shooting in some crazy place or something, that's always fun and it's always exciting to see new places and seeing places in ways that you might be a very touristy place, but you are there at a time where nobody has gotten up because nobody gets up in a touristy place at six o'clock in the morning, except for you and your team. 
that's interesting because sometimes you kind of wish for tourists to get up at that time because that's usually the time where things are most beautiful, like when the sun gets up. I, I've been to Los Angeles to shoot in a huge house. That was that was fun. That was really funny. Um, and also in the desert outside of Los Angeles, that was also great fun. But I've had so many great shoots also just in the studio, just because the people around me were nice. I shot on the stairwell of models one in London. That was, that was fun. It, it's just, you know, the people that you surround yourself with and just, you know, just having fun with them. Uh, God, I say fun a lot, don't I? Um, <laughs> There's nothing bad in it. I just like to interact with people and that just makes it all more interesting. There are always weird stories that you could tell, but it doesn't necessarily make the shoot more interesting or more fun. It just makes for weird stories, like when I was shooting in Zanzibar, and because you always think that Zanzibar is such an amazing place, and it, it's something out of a bounty commercial or something like that, and then you turn around, and because I was I was standing in like knee deep water in the ocean, and the model was standing out maybe five ten meters further out in the water. And she started laughing and pointing behind me, and I turned around, and there was this, this little local kid, and she was shitting in the water. That was her toilet. And <laughs> so that kind of took the charm out of Zanzibar in a way. But, it's, uh, <laughs> but it was a fun and really bizarre story. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, that, that also makes a shoot fun, <laughs> but in a different way, I suppose. Yeah, I got out of the water really quickly. Uh. <laughs> um, you know what many many of my uh, friends photographers they're like uh, really annoyed by the um, the idea of shooting a new model really yeah very ah. very annoyed <laughs> all right okay i i um i've had clients or new clients where they say i actually i heard that from a makeup artist the other day and they said because uh, they were talking about you know, uh, shooting uh, a collection with me, and they said, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to use Henry Adamson because he shoots with these and these models, and we normally only shoot with new faces." And I'm like, "What? Why? Why? I love shooting with new faces. I love that whole, you know, getting them to work. I, I love that process. I shoot a lot of completely new faces, like the first time they've ever shot. It's so interesting to." teach them to open up and to teach them not to worry about what other people think about them because i think that's the main problem with a model or when they're completely new that the whole thing of worrying about because you were playing model at home when you found out that you're going to be a model you probably spent like hours in front of the mirror yeah. or something like that playing model and when you come out to the shoot you completely freeze up because you think Oh my God, what if he doesn't like it? And that whole thing of teaching them to lose that inhibition, that, that whole teaching them not to hold back and just give everything they have is, is, that's, that's fun. That's great. Such a great experience. Well, all of your tasks, they look totally and completely different from each other. Really? 
Yeah. Well, that's good, I guess. It, but but you know, people are different, and they yeah, always, of course, you know, they always give something different to you when you start working with them. And sometimes you spend a lot of time to just make them open up, and sometimes they just surprise the shit out of you, and just you know, <laughs> just they're amazing like right away. And I love that with models. Like also when they come in, like you probably know that yourself. Sometimes when a model comes in the door, you think, is that a model? <laughs> yeah and they look like i have no idea what they look like but it, it's not good and, <laughs> and and as soon as they get in front of the camera they're just it's like flicking a switch it's like turning on water or something it's like bang, a completely different they're person. on you know it's 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 amazing i love that transformation that's great are you the one generating the ideas of your tests for example sometimes Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. As I said, I love the whole team thing. I love that. Something simple, like I really need new shots with a suit or I need new classical shots and you, that's all I need sometimes. I don't need much more. Or sometimes I've just done a story for an American magazine called Ugly Magazine. And that was the uh, a makeup artist called Liv. She said, uh, I'd love to do something with a lot of braids and a girl looking a bit like a gangster and that was enough that was enough idea for me and that that could come from everyone it, it really does come from everywhere or something that you, you you see a picture that has nothing to do with fashion and all of a sudden it becomes you know or sometimes it's it's like seeing this picture and from one magazine and then you see another picture completely different style and you think well what happens if you combine these two or you know Or the, the whole, you know, limiting yourself, um, the challenge. Yeah, the challenge. I already know this is very important for you. Well, I must say thank you for this conversation. Yeah, it, was it was really, really nice. Kind yeah. of chill. <laughs> yeah, I hope it would be. Um, I think that's exactly, you were talking about my personality earlier. I think that is how it is to shoot with me. Hopefully, anyway. And uh, no, that's what I hear from other people. It is a fairly chill experience, just all about enjoying yourself at the shoot. And it's the same like when we're having this conversation, having fun and enjoying yourself. Yeah, definitely. I can assure you that your clients are very happy around you <laughs> <laughs> after I this so. hour. I am. That's well, good. I want to say thank you. Thanks yeah, to our audience for listening to us. As far as I know, you make uh, a special editorial for Neverland magazine? Yeah, I'm, okay. uh, I'm actually just about to start on that. We're discussing what to do and how to do it. And yeah, it's going to be That's great. very interesting. So yeah. the people listening to us right now mm -hmm. will be able to see even part of your work mm -hmm. there. Yeah, exactly. Great. So thank you very much again. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> have a good evening. Oh, I have to admit that this was my first interview and I was very excited, but also very nervous about it. Well, I think it's time to tell you about the giveaway. It's very easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes and write down an honest review. Then on the 2nd of April, three of you will be randomly chosen and will win a free 10-minute consultation about their work with me, Virginia Antova. In the show notes, you can find a link to Henrik's work and also a link to my work. Feel free to join our Facebook group, The Fashion Photography Podcast. 
Every Wednesday, we'll upload a conversation with a different guest. And each and every Friday, a short motivational photography-related talk will be uploaded. This Friday's topic is creativity, so stay tuned and creative. Thank you for being with me.